Okay. Now, now, this is the service where you got to get your seatbelt on, Beatrice, okay? Buckle up, Betty, and, and we're going to roll, okay? We're going to roll, and, I, and I'm going to hit hard, okay? Because you're tough, and you can handle it, and, and you're on your way to do something amazing, and the last thing I want to do is waste any of your time. I, I, I want you to get positioned to, man, I'm telling you, the, you know, the Bible says that God hath chosen you. He, he ain't gonna, he hath, past tense, chosen you, and he hath blessed you. Okay, the word blessed means to be positioned to win or succeed in any given situation. The enemy doesn't want you to know that you've been positioned by God to win. Okay, you're going to win. Your final outcome is going to be better than your current condition. I don't care what it looks like right now. You can say amen every once in a while. I might have to take back what I said. I might not be able to hurry because when you don't say amen, that means that you didn't know it, which means I better slow down. Uh, You've been positioned by God to win. Okay? And the devil wants you to think you're getting taken out. See, what, what, what the enemy wants you to do is go through life kind of like with an uneducated soul. Okay? See, most people, they think, okay, if I can go to church, if I can get saved, fill up that little card, maybe get a bumper sticker or a T-shirt or something, and, you know, and, and we're golden, right? No, man, that's the very first step of a journey. And now, now you, you got you to embrace God life, and you got to get an educated soul. You know, a, a verse that you might, you, you might, you probably heard it, Third uh, John, uh, and it's the second verse, there's only one chapter, and it says, this is what I'm praying above everything else, that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Now, and I don't, I don't want to talk about the prosperity part of it, I want to talk about your soul, that if, if, you know, if you have poverty in your soul, you're going to have poverty in every other realm of life too. Okay, so what you have to do is you, you have to educate your soul. You, you, have, to, you have to educate your soul. The, the Bible says if you receive with meekness, which isn't a scared, timid spirit, it's a teachable spirit. If you can receive with a teachable spirit the word of God, it has the power to save your soul. Your soul's the way you think, the way you feel. So if you, if you can embrace the word of God and, let it, and really let his power go to work, it'll change the way you think, which will change the way you feel because your feelings come out of your thoughts. It'll, it'll change the choices you make because every choice you make is based on emotion. It'll change the actions you perform because every action is, is a manifestation of a choice. It, it'll, it'll change the habits that you develop because all, all a habit is, is is something that you do consistently. Uh, you know, it's an action that you perform consistently that turns into a habit. And so, so the word God will change your habits, which will change the character that you possess because all your character is is the makeup of all of your habits. And, and, and your character ties you to an end result. So God's word can change the way you feel, which will change the way you think, which will cha- you know, change the choices you make, which change the actions you perform, which change... The habits that you possess, which change the character that you develop, which change the end result that you sustain. And, and so, you, you, but you got to educate your soul. You can't, can't just do whatever. The Ephesians 4.15, be very careful how you live. Live as the wise, not as the fools. It's just the Bible. Okay, okay guys? It's just the Bible. Be very careful. Why? Because if you're not careful, you'll live like a fool. You know, you, you live like somebody who receives instruction, but don't follow it. That's what Jesus said the foolish were. They receive instruction, don't do it. The wise receive instruction and do it. It's, it, it's plain, okay? So we got to hear. See, most people, even coming to church, don't even know why. They th- well, what, we're, we're going to get together. We're going to sing. They're going to take an offering so they can keep the lights on. And, and uh, uh, you know, somebody's going to talk for a little bit, but we're going to get ice cream. We're going to get water. We're going to build our social network. This is going to be awesome. That sucks. Man, I've been raised, I was raised in church. I got to tell you something. One of the most miserable places to be is church. 
You know, when it's just church, if you don't understand it, that's why so many people are like, well, you know, you don't have to get too involved. Don't get, don't get over-involved in that church thing. Because, you know, because to church to most people is like spiritual rotary. It's a club. And we do some nice outreach stuff. And, and obviously, we do. You know, we're going we're gonna to feed three, 400 families here in, you know, the last Wednesday of the month. We do it every month. You know, we're, we're going to impact our community. Yeah, we live for that stuff. But that's not what church is. Remember when, uh, when Jesus was talking to Peter, and he said, who, who are they all saying that I am? And, and they came up with a bunch of goofy answers. And he said, who, who do you say I am? And he said, thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus stops right there, and he says, dude, listen, you didn't hear that from the outside in. You heard that from the inside out. That's revelation knowledge. And that's the foundation I'm going to build my church on. Okay, it's important they understand this, that understanding, fresh understanding, revelation knowledge, okay? Revelation knowledge is the foundation that God said, this is how we're going to build this church. But, but see, you, but still, you still got to know what church is. You still got to get what church is. The Bible says, the Bible says, is it okay if we just like do the little foundational thing? You okay? The, the Bible says that Jesus, in the fullness of time, was born of a woman under the law. In the fullness of time, why do you think it would say that in the Bible? That in the fullness of time, Jesus was born of a woman under the law. Why would it say that if we don't need to know that? Well, we, there must be something there that we need to know about the fullness of time. What's, what's the fullness of time? Well, uh, it was about time or what? No, it, it means at exactly the right moment. Remember when uh, it's in, it's in, it was Esther who, who the Bible says that for you have been brought into the kingdom for such a time as this. Man, think of the orchestration that, went, that was involved and God setting stuff up. Like when David said, I look behind me and you were there. I look back to my past. God, I see you've been working. And I'm looking up at my future and you're, you're busy out there too. Well, God, God has been orchestrating. And it was important that you know that at exactly the right time, Jesus was born. Well, what was it about that time that made it exactly the right time? Well, he was born during the Roman Empire, not the Greek Empire, not the Persian Empire, not some other empire. It was the Roman Empire. Well, why do I need to know that? Well, because Caesar was in charge of the Roman Empire, and, and Caesar, every year, he would bring, he'd bring all the governors. He had, he had a kingdom. Caesar was active. He was passionate. He had a kingdom that he was building, and, and he was wanting to broaden the kingdom, and, and so he was educating people in their culture, their protocols, their laws, the, their systems, and, and he had people in charge. They called him governors. Pilate, the guy that, that tried Jesus, Pilate was one of the governors that served Caesar, and, and, and he, Caesar would have the meetings, bring all the governors and all the people that they had given power to, and they'd have these meetings, and, and they called it ekklesia, okay? Ekklesia is the Greek word church. And so when Jesus, matter of fact, they didn't call, the, they didn't call anything church until Jesus did. And, 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 he, and Jesus rolls up to Peter and he says, hey, this is how I'm going to build my ecclesia. He didn't say, this is how we're going to get together and sing songs, take offerings. No, he, he said, this is how I'm, gonna, this is how I'm going to, to, to bring knowledge and understanding to the people that are going to carry the protocol and, and, and the lifestyle of our kingdom. This is how we're going to build it. It's through an, an understanding of, of, of revelation knowledge. It's, it's really important that you get that because, you know, you don't want to just do church. The, like the American culture church, I just want to get together and sing. I love music. You know, it, it, I, I, I want to j- jump up here and just shred a guitar or something. Yeah, you know, I, I just, I, I love that. But let me tell you, that's not, that, that's all for him. 
right? Well, I didn't like that song. They weren't playing it for you anyways. You know, that, that's, what, that's, that's us ministering to him. You know, we're bringing the tithe in. That's to honor him. But this word part, this is how he's going to educate us. Right? This is how he's going to develop you. Because faith cometh by, oh, thank you. And hearing by the, those people know the Bible. Now all we got to get you to do is understand it. See, because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word. Faith comes through the receiving of the preaching of the gospel. Okay? And, and, and it comes, and the word hear, hear is to understand. So understanding is developed as you begin to, you know, according to Mark 4, 24 in the Amplified, it's the level of thought and study you give to the truth you hear that determines the power that that word is going to produce. More thought, more study, more power, more understanding. It says, to, and to him who, who has understanding, even more understanding, because, you know, he'll start, it's like shining a light on us, something, and you start to see it, but then it's, it's like tied to everything else, and, and your understanding begins to just blow up, because God wants us educated, so that we are effective, so you can kick the devil right in the crotch, so you can demonstrate Satan's defeat, so you can get out of bed and humiliate hell. Instead of getting your hiney handed to you, you can walk around with some authority. Why? Because you are ecclesia. Man, you, you, let me ask you this. Do you think it's right? No, no, no just, just, just bear with me for a second, okay? Because this is the noon service. <laughs> this is my favorite one. I love this service. And, and, but you, you can answer, just be honest, and, but don't, don't get all nervous about it. Because it's not like we're going to take your picture and put you on Facebook or something. But, but, do you think it's right that people would come from other nations, other countries, and, and, and hey, it's cool that they're coming here, but when you come here, shouldn't you embrace our culture and our philosophies and our lifestyle? Don't you think it's weird that people would want to come here from some other place that, that, that where it's not working there, and, and they're killing each other there, and they want to come here, and they want us to ditch everything that we believe in and everything that we've fought for and everything that we've invested in, and, and they want us to, to embrace their ideology but they want us to pay all their bills. Do you think that's weird? Well, why do you do it to God? I just think it's weird that people come into his kingdom, don't want to live his lifestyle, don't want to embrace his culture, don't want to know his protocol, but they want him to bless them. You know, hey, where's my healing, God? Hey, where's your obedience, Jack? Where, where, where's the holiness? Oh my God, he's going to talk about makeup. And the word holy, here's what's stupid, is the church don't even know what holy means. It don't mean don't wear makeup. It doesn't mean don't chew or smoke or go with girls that do. It, 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 it means other than. God is holy. He's other than. There ain't nothing like God. Okay, and, and, and the Bible tells us that we're so, we are a chosen generation, a holy people. We ain't like everybody else. You don't live like you used to. If you live the same way you did before Jesus, you ain't born again. You got a t-shirt. What? Well, here's the deal is there's protocol for the kingdom. When, when, you know, I grew up in church all my life. I heard about heaven, the kingdom of heaven, you know, the kingdom. And I always thought they were talking about the same thing. That's an uneducated soul. Okay. Heaven is a place. Jesus said, our father, which art in heaven is a place where God lives. He's, that's, he rules. 
but he's, he's going to broaden his kingdom, so he sends his son to earth, right? Just like the king of England is going to grow his kingdom, so he sends ambassadors out to, to take the culture and the government to, other, to get on a boat, cross that ocean, go discover the Americas. What are we doing? We're, 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 we're advancing the kingdom. Well, Jesus has come. When you get born again, you are no longer a citizen of this world. You are now a citizen of heaven. But there's a different culture. There's a different government. There's a different protocol. And, and to live, to bring that kingdom, that kingdom is his authority. The kingdom of heaven isn't heaven. It's the, it's the influence. It's, it's, you understand what I'm saying? It, it's, it's the lifestyle. So our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. What, the king of England, you, you know, sending people out to advance the kingdom, but he never left his throne. God's still on the throne, but you're going to be his representative which is why you don't get to do what you want. You represent him. And so we, we, have, we, we have to do this thing. We have to do this thing his way. Hello, somebody. His way. Are you with me? You still, still like me a little? Okay. His, his way. Okay. You with me? You tracking? Okay, let's find out. I'm going to ask you a question. It's going to be a hard one. You're going to give me a yes or a no answer. You got it? Don't elaborate, just yes or no. Ready? She's doing good already. Okay. Do you know what I was thinking? No. Neither do I. I don't know what I was thinking. And I know you don't know what I was thinking because you're not sure what you were thinking. Have you ever found yourself at a moment, you go, what was I thinking? Come on, be honest. Yeah, I mean, you, you get to a spot and you go, I don't know, what was I doing? You know you, you know, you end up in a place and it's like, I'm not exactly sure how we got here. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know what I was doing. But here I am and now it's gone sideways. It's overwhelming. I'm in it up to my neck. It is messed up. Oh, can I get a witness? Anybody honest? So it's fair to say that a lot of times, we do stuff, and we don't know why, we don't know how, we don't know what we were thinking. We don't know what we were doing. That's, it, it happens. Well, I got good news for you today. Because, you know, you, you might just be, I don't know what we were, what did you think church, I don't know, I'm just showing up, because, you know, it's our tradition or something. But no, you're being empowered to rule and reign. Here's the cool part is you don't know what you're doing. And it's, the only reason I bring that up is because it's important for you to admit that. Because sometimes when you don't know what you're doing, but what you've done is acted in his role instead of yours. Yeah, but I got good news. See, you don't know what you're doing. But look at what Jeremiah 29 says. It's God talking. And he says, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. See, you, you got to get this. God knows what he's doing. I said, God knows what he's doing. So what you got to do is learn to trust him. And you got to learn to hear him. And you got to learn to obey him. But you got to learn to stop trying to be him. Because you're not God. Trust me. <laughs> you, might, you, might have, you might have some teenage girl fool, but you ain't got the rest of us. We got you figured out. You ain't God. Okay? And you don't know what you're doing, but he does. 
And you know, remember when we talked about it? Because you admitted you don't always know what you're doing. You don't always know what you're thinking. And it can go sideways, and it can go haywire, and it can get overwhelming. Well, check out God's plan. God has it all planned out. So it, you know what? God's plan takes the it went sideways. It's so heavy. It's a, God just plans the it out of it. So maybe when it's going haywire and it's overwhelming, it's because you're not in his plan, you're in yours. So maybe that'd be a good indicator to say, whoops, I got to get back over here and get under God's plan. Because God's plan is to take care of me. If God's going to take care of you, sir, what are you going to worry about? If God's not going to abandon you, ma'am, you can just go ahead and breathe. And the whole world might turn their back and walk out. But God said, I'm not leaving you. But check it out. I'm gonna, my plan, God talking, my plans give you the future you hope for. Okay, I'm going to give you the future you hope for, which tells me that I better get an educated soul so I can have an educated hope. Because without an educated hope, I'm going to end up with the wrong future because his plan is to give me the future I'm hoping for. Well, I need, I need to understand, you know what, if I'm part of the kingdom and, 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 and I got kingdom influence and kingdom authority, but God, well, well, wait a minute, I thought God's in charge and anything that happens, that's up to God. No, he put you in charge. He's given you authority. He's given you dominion. He's given you power. You're to rule and reign and you're to bring the kingdom in, into existence on the earth. And, you know, those protocols and that power and that authority, you walk in it. Well, I'm waiting for God to move. He's been waiting for you to move your entire life. Jesus had a couple of words. Nobody likes to bring them up too much. When he said, I'm finished. It's finished. I'm, I've done my part. Now, now, now you, you have to engage. And you have to take ownership. And you have to develop your soul. You have to educate your soul. You can't, don't go through life dumb. Well, how, how do we do this then? You know, how, how do we do this? Because if, if, if I'm going to have the, how, how do I educate my soul? I don't want to mess this up. Man, I, I, I want the future, I want the future to be bright. I want the future, let me tell you something, without hope, you, you ain't going to have no future. Hope ain't got nothing to do with your present or your past. Hope is all future based. So, you know, have there not been moments in your life that were, had less hope than others? You know, you, you end up in a situation, and dude, there's a little bit less hope over here than there was back there. And, and then, and then Shelly, God, you know, God's leading you, but you still, you, you know, you, you still, you, you find yourself in less hope, less hope. That's the enemy's strategy. Because if, if he can diminish your hope, man, he's impacting your future, right? And, 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 and you get, you know, more and more less hope pretty soon. It's not just less hope, it's hopeless, and, and, and you look at the future, and, dude, there isn't one. That's the enemy's strategy. Because if there isn't one, and, but God's going to give you what you're hoping for, and you ain't got no hope. So i got to educate my hope. I have to educate my hope. Okay, so, well, how do I do this? Well, the Bible says the just shall live by faith. Okay, the just shall live by faith. The just, who are that? The citizens of his kingdom. Okay, if you're a citizen of his kingdom, you, you are the justified, the ecclesia, or the ecclesia. Okay, you are, you are the just, and we live by faith. We live by faith, not by, dude, you guys know the Bible, but do you know the Bible? 
check this out. How, how does this work? Hebrews 11.1. 1. Well, I've heard this before. Well, faith comes by hearing, not by heard. Okay, check it out. Faith is confidence in what we hope for. See why you got to have an educated hope? So that you have confidence in the right thing. Faith is confidence, confidence, confidence. Some of you guys need some confidence. You know, you, I'm not talking about arrogance. Not, you know, well, that's pride. Yeah, but pride is also the lack of confidence. Well, I'm not very good. I'm not very strong. I'm not very smart. I'm not very, that's pride. It's self-focus. Focus on self as pride. I'm the king. I'm the best. That's arrogant pride. Confidence is knowing something to the point that you can't be shaken. If I know something, listen, if I know, if I know what Shelby said, I don't care what you said she said. I know she didn't say it because I know what Shelby said. If you know what God said, who cares what the world says? I know what God said. God knows what he's doing. And, and faith has a confidence in what we're hoping for. And it's assurance about what we can't see. Just leave that one there. It's assurance about what we do not see. Okay, let's break it down this way. I, I, I want you to get this. I'm going to make this as practical as I can. I want you to get it. Okay, have you ever had a boyfriend and you didn't even like him? When they laugh, that means yes. Okay? But you had more confidence in the dude that was there than you had confidence in your ability to get one that's better. Hanging with the wrong dude because you don't have confidence that you could ever obtain the right dude. Okay, you don't like that one? Have you ever had a job that sucked? But you held on to it. Why? Because you have more confidence in what you had because you could see it. Then you had confidence in what you couldn't see. Have you ever had a life that was depressing, but you cling to it because you just can't see anything different? Well, faith is confidence in what's hoped for. See, it's a different system of logic. The world system of logic puts confidence in what it has. But God's telling us, hey, man, the just shall live by faith, right? The just are going to live by faith. This is how this kingdom that God's brought you into, this is how this kingdom operates. And this, so you have to build hope in the future that you can't see. Well, how do you have confidence in something you can't see? Do you just make it up? No. You can't just make it up. That's what weird Christians do. Seriously, like, like, like we're standing here, put a $5 bill in the offering bucket, and tell everybody when we go outside, there's a new car waiting. You're jacked up. Faith comes by... Okay, we're talking about confidence. Faith comes by... No, no, confidence. Okay. Faith comes by. Thank you. <laughs> I love you guys. Faith comes by hearing. So the, we walk by faith, not by. Oh, so it's not. So faith is confidence, not in what I can see, but in what I've heard. 
See, the reason a lot of people ain't got no confidence is because they ain't got no word. They ain't heard nothing. So it's hard to have confidence if you haven't heard. But this is how the kingdom works. God, he's just trying to show us how this kingdom's going to operate, okay? You're in the kingdom. You're born again. This is how we're going to live. We have, we have confidence in what's hoped for and assurance in what can't be seen because we've heard something. Check out, look, look at verse 2. This is what the ancients, okay, back all the way from the beginning of time till now, you know, and, and it's not just old fogies. It's, but, I mean, these are old guys, David. But when David had more confidence in what he, who he could hope for than in what he had, he was just a kid. All the greats, all the, all the examples in the Bible, this is, how, this is what they were elevated in status for. This is what caused them to come up in the ranks, is that they applied these principles and this protocol to their life. And, that's, and they were commended for it. Look at, look at the next one, verse 3. By faith we understand, oh, you know, faith, faith is, is comes by hearing. Hearing is understanding. So faith grows as my understanding grows. And, and, and by faith, we even understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was made out of what was not visible. He's telling you that this is how God formed his universe. How do you think you're going to form yours? This is how God formed his world. This is how you are going to form yours. Are you seeing something? Let's, let's, it, keeps, it just gets better. He starts giving examples. Check this out. By faith, which is confidence in what I'm hoping for and assurance of what I can't see, Abel gave a better offering than Cain. What, now God's getting picky about the offering? Yeah. This is kingdom principle. This is how we're going to roll. This is, God made the universe, and the people started living by faith. And by faith, Abel brought a better offering. What made his offering better than Cain's? Cain brought leftovers. Abel brought first fruit. Well, what's the difference? Well, first fruit's first. It's called the tithe. Right? It's so funny how weird everybody gets right here. Just right, oh my God, he's coming after my money. Well, don't you dare call yourself a believer. Don't, 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 don't you dare say that I'm, I'm in the kingdom of God, but I, but I don't live according to his principles. You, you're like a spiritual terrorist. You're mo moving into his kingdom, and now you're going to tell him what the protocol is. It don't work. Man, I'm tired of believers expecting God life. Jesus came that we might have confidence, life, right? Zoe. But he also said, he also said, narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there's only a few that find it. But the Bible says, the Bible says that if you seek, you find. So how come only a few find? If, if, you know, why is that? Because not very many are willing to seek. Now, you, you, want, you want this? You got to go for it. This is Zoe. What's Zoe? It's, this is God life. This is what the kingdom's all about. More life than death, more hope than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more, more provision than lack, more healing than sickness. I want that. Well, then you got to live it according to his protocols. And, and see, here's the deal with the first fruit is that when you get the first fruit, you can't see the second fruit yet. That's why, that's why it's faith. Because when you get the first fruit, you don't know if there's going to be a second fruit. But I have more confidence in what I've hoped for than I do in what I have. 
See, I know, some of y'all just thought you're going to go do American church. Eat ice cream, high five, and build your, you know, your, your Facebook page. That's not church. That's rotary. You've got to educate your soul. Well, I don't have to be at church that much. No, you don't if you're going to live an Americanized life and just and be like somebody that's come to, to this country and you want everybody else to pay your bills, you want everybody else to take care of you, but you think that we, ought to, we need to embrace your ideology. This is America. You should embrace America's ideology. This is the kingdom of God. You're not going to tell God, well, from now on, we're changing it. Man, I got guys that do that in Fight Club. You know, in the middle of the break, hey, can I, can I mess with you Fight Club guys for a minute? I've only got a few minutes left. Let me mess with you, okay? In the break, they have sandwiches in the back, and the guys are out there hammering the sandwiches. Well, the problem is, is that this week's assignment, no bread, no sugar. And so I point it out, and they go, well, yeah, but I'm starting tomorrow. Okay, so you're like the spiritual, you know, terrorist. That, that you're going to come, and, and you're going to make your rules, and you're going to make it apply, because it says right on the instruction that it starts today and goes through Saturday, no, no, but I've changed it. We, we're doing it tomorrow. See, that's the problem, is that you, you cannot consistently perform a task that's inconsistent with your character. So you change that little rule. He who is faithful in a little, he'll be faithful in much. He who's unfaithful in little, he's going to be unfaithful in much. I'm just in a good mood. I don't care if you eat a sandwich. But it's like, dude, these little things. Why? Because you just go to American church. You don't get it. I don't need church. Really? You, you can't live by faith. You couldn't even define it before today. And, and you want to know what's crazy? Some of you are going to go home. You'll give no thought, no study to this. I could ask you on Wednesday what faith is. You won't be able to tell me. Few are those that find it. Few are those that find it. Jesus said, you know, remember this, the parable of the seed? I want to try to encourage some of the future pastors because you're going to pour your life into something. You're going to, you're going to live and die and, and, and bleed for something, that, and you're going to prepare all week long to preach to people who will not listen. And, and why do I do it? Jesus said, remember the sower sowing the seed, and this is good ground, stony ground, hard ground. He, Jesus said only 25% of them is good. So if only few find it, well, talk to the few and let the many listen in. Because there's a few people in this room, bro, they're going to say, oh, my God, I can, have, I can have confidence in my future. I don't have to stay in the place that I'm at. I can go to the place where I was created to be. I'm, I'm going to have to renew my mind, right? But, but, but I can get out of the place I'm at. Hey, as a father, as a father, how many, of you father, how many fathers are in here? <laughs> have you ever looked over and saw your kids, and they were, not, they were in the vicinity, <laughs> but they were not in the place you knew they should be? right? Come on. You look at them and you go, man, and that's a dangerous place. And so three little words, three little words that a father can speak that can change everything. Come over here. Huh? And what, 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 what better those kids do? That's right. You know, they, those three words could save your life. Not because it's dangerous where you are, because I will kill you if you don't get over here. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so, so God's looking at you. You might be in the vicinity, but you are not in the place. So he says, come over here. Come over here. Let me put it to you this way. Overcome here. 
You can overcome some stuff. If you just by faith can understand, but I don't understand. Okay, by faith stand under. His rule, his way, his protocol. See, you don't even know what you're doing. So you're trying to understand it. Well, the Bible says lean not to your own understanding. So you don't even got to figure it out. You just got to know where you stand. And I'm going to stand under his authority. Why? Because I need to overcome. Why? Because every once in a while, even when I don't know what I was thinking, but every once in a while, I'll find myself clinging to something I don't even want. I find out that I've moved myself to a place I don't even like. I find out that it goes sideways. It gets overwhelming. It's more than I can handle. And every time that happens, there's this little nasty critter dude that shows up, and he's called the accuser of the brethren. And, and, and he starts flinging stuff at me and, the, and, and yelling stuff about the decisions I've made and pointing out the actions I performed and highlighting the mistakes I've made. And the sucker ain't lying. He's telling the truth. It's bad enough when I ride in the car with you and you do something stupid. At least it ain't my fault. But in my life, where I wound up, it's not you. It was me. And so here's the accuser of the brethren with a legal right Remember when Jesus said, hey, guy, I'm praying for you because uh, Satan has asked if he could sift you like wheat. And, and in the original text, it says he has a legal right, so I'm going to be praying that your faith makes it. So here's the accuser of the brother, and he's got you in before the judge. The judge got the gavel in his hand, and you're listening to this testimony against you, and you know he ain't lying. Less hope than you had before. And, and your hope begins to shift. You begin to, oh my God. And hope for something I can't see. Look at this mess. But the Bible says if, you know, it's called sin, that when, when we've missed the mark, right? But the Bible says if any man sins, he has an advocate with the Father. You know what an advocate is? Defense attorney. We have a defense attorney who walks into the courtroom as that, as that little irritating voice is screaming out accusations. He walks, in, he walks in and he says, I object. And the judge says, on what grounds? The blood. Look at Revelations. How do you come over here? Look, look what Revelation says. This is how you come over. This is how you overcome. They overcome by the blood of the Lamb. Dude, I'm going to tell you something. As, as gifted as you are at screwing stuff up, you can't, you can't mess up the blood of the lamb. You just, I'm sorry, but the blood of the lamb, it don't cover sin, it removes it. And you got this, you got this, you got this stupid prosecuting attorney screaming stuff, and the judge says, excuse me, overruled. On what grounds? That's inadmissible in this court. But look at his prior acts. Sorry. The blood. The blood of the lamb. And then you're sitting there, and I know what you're thinking, and the word of their testimony. Shoot, I got I to take the stand. I got to testify. Now I am toast because they're going to ask me questions. I'm stand, I mean, God's the judge. He's going to know. I don't even have to answer. They're going to ask questions, and my testimony is going to bake me. No, no. You, see, you don't understand. The logos, word logos, in the beginning was the 
logos. It's the word. The word of your testimony. It's not testimony of prior acts. You need to understand the Bible. See, you go to church, but you don't understand ecclesia. It's, the, it's, not, it's that book. It's not a recording of what God said. It's what he is saying. It's not stuff he did. It's what he's doing. It is a testimony of future events. You got to break this thing down, man. You need to understand the word. That the word ain't testifying about your past. The word's testifying about your future. Which is why you need to have the word so that you have confidence in a future. Because the word of God testifies about future events. My children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of my children. It's future. So now, now you got the blood of the Lamb, and you got the Word testifying about your future. You can't mess up the blood. And if you could just grasp the Word, man, that's why the devil wants to make it so hard for you to read the Bible. Because as long as you don't understand it, you're, told, you're standing on some stupid verse. You don't know what it is. But the Word's testifying of your future. But see, here's our problem is that we end up loving our lives to death. Death isn't dead. Death is separation. Remember the prodigal son? When he comes back, he had been separated from his father. He goes, that's my son who was dead and is alive again. See, there's, we love our life. We love our life. See, God sent Jesus. Jesus opened the door to Zoe. You, you could have Zoe life, but instead you cling to Yahweh life. You got Yahweh life. Jesus came to give you Zoe, life like God has it. You, we can live like God lives. That's the part of being the king. That's part of being a citizen. That's part of being, you know, one of the rulers is that we get life like God, but you have to do it God's way. Well, I, I, you know, you ever have a boyfriend and you didn't even like him, but you held to him instead of reaching out for what you could have? Ever had a job that sucked, but you clung to it because you were too, too scared that, you, that God wouldn't actually do anything? That, that you, well, what if I haven't heard God? Yeah, yeah. You ever had a life and you just dug your heels in and refused to change because you couldn't see? I just can't see what that other thing is. You ever had a $100 bill that you had to hold on to because, because you just didn't have enough confidence to believe for something, for what it could produce? Well, I don't love my life. Let me tell you something. That clinging to something, that's an act of love. You want to know something you'll never break my grip on? She's right there. I will hold to her. You will never talk me out of it. I love that woman. And if she says, we're moving to Maui, I'm going to love her more. <laughs> okay. It's an act of love. Some of you guys love your life to the point it separates you from God life. I, I, I give some guys, I won't mention their names, because Nick is just barely getting over it, and Graham still doesn't know how to take me. So I won't bring them up, but I, I harass them that they would trade their healing for a parking space. 
You're going to hang your handicap sticker when you could walk in Healy? Why? So you can get good parking at the mall? I'm telling you, neither one of them need that sticker. Yeah, you don't want to get to know me because you're sermon fodder. Ain't that right, Shelly Palmer? See, she could have died of cancer. Huh. That would have been easy. But somebody said, how about we have confidence in what we're hoping for? And let's have assurance what you can't see. So she had to let go of all that. You have to let go of that. And, and believe God for this. Some of you guys, God life would be awesome, but that would mean you'd have to let go of, of that bitterness. Because bitterness, unforgiveness ain't part of the kingdom. Wrong protocol. Some of you guys could have God life, but you know, you'd rather smell like reefer. Well, the only reason that you would make that choice is if you were high, which might explain some stuff. You know, what God has for you? I don't think he's, I don't think you actually have to give up like March Madness. I don't think, but if that was the choice, you know, you have to give up your season tickets to watch the Seahawks. You, you know, ah, that, that, that might be a struggle. Are, really? See, Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like a pearl of great price. And there was a merchant who, when he found it, he went home and sold everything so he could buy it. See, here's the problem, is that we don't value the kingdom enough to give up cigars and football. But we want the benefits. I want to walk in authority when it's convenient. Well, you just sit there and rot, my friend. You can watch the few who will say, hmm, I found the way to life. I have found the road to God life. You know what? Here's the thing on the giving part. He just wants our money. I don't care if you never give again. We're still going to build the church. We got to where we are. When we started, there was nothing. Hello? We didn't have confidence in what we had. We had assurance of the things which are unseen. I still do. We ain't done. We just getting started. And how are you going to do it? Same way we got here. Framing my world the same way that God framed his. And there's, a, there's many who just wander in and out, and they're not, you know, you think you're connected to it. Dude, you ain't even, you're, you're not even a party isipant. But I'm telling you, <laughs> this is getting real today, ain't it? That, my friend's just praying that we hurry up and get to the ice cream. You know what my fear is? Is that before you ever really understand what the kingdom of heaven is, you'll become so hopeless that you'll quit. That you'll cave in before we break through. And I got to break through. I got to break through to you. That this barely making it by, this calling on God every time you're in trouble, that's a, that's a nasty existence. Only, only, when, only, only when, you're, when you're suffering enough 
See, the Bible says the just shall live by faith. It's either faith on demand or faith on purpose. There's going to be moments where you're going to have to use your faith because it's finally come down to this. Because the doctor says you're dying and unless he heals you. But, or you could use faith on purpose. I walk in divine health. I guess it's the same healing power, but is it on demand or on purpose? I got to break through to you before you cave in. So sometimes I got to hit hard. Today, I, today I'm going to hit hard. You think this is bad? Wait till next week. Because you know what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to pull you out of a pit and get you out of a place where you can see that, you know what, there's some authority that you could be walking in. And there's, there's, there's something, hey man, I love church, but I love Ecclesia more. I love, I, I, love, I love the fact that Jesus didn't die so that you and I could sing songs. He died so that you could rule and reign and demonstrate the enemy's defeat in every realm of your life. But you're, you're, you're not going to do that if you're easily offended. See, I know I got to quit. I know I'm over. See, great peace have those that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Off end. It can't take you off the end. You want to know what's stupid? Is people that have been offended at church. At church. Well, that's not ecclesia, that's church. Church is pretty offensive. But you get mad, and they hold to that offense, which separates them from the life source. Be very careful how you live. Live like the wise, not like the foolish. Receive his instruction, follow it. Some of you guys, man, you got to realize, you've been hanging on to a boyfriend that's wrong. <laughs> Let him go. You, know, you, you got a job, but God's got a future. You have a life that's going under. Don't cling to that. Reach for the life that pulls you over. Have to make a decision today. I'm, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to hear God. I'm going to obey God. I'm going to stop trying to be God. I don't understand, but I know how to stand under His authority. I know how to, I, I know how to overcome here. Blood of the Lamb, the Word of the testimony, and be willing to let go of this life the thing that I'm fighting to hang on to, let it go. Let it go. So that you're not separated from what God's bringing you into. Amen? Some of us, that starts with this very first decision. I want you to close your book, bow your head, we're going to pray. And some of you guys, you know, you, you, you've, you've tried, you prayed the sinner's prayer like 1,300 times. That's not the point. Some of you guys never even heard of that, don't even know what it is. Here's, here's the question. Is today the day that you make this prayer real and you take the first step in response to God's come over here? I'm going to change the place I'm at. I'm going to get to a different place. I'm going to, I'm going to position myself under his authority, which is going to give me authority. And I quit struggling to try to make my life on top of his will. No, I want his will to cover my life. If that's you all, no one's looking around. I just want you to raise your hand and say, Pastor, I'm making this prayer my prayer today. Thank you. Thank you. It's awesome. Thank you. Just hold your hand up and say, yeah, this, this one's going to be mine. Thank you. That's so cool. Thank you, ma'am. 
We're going to pray this prayer. It's time to get real with God so God can get real with you. It's awesome. You can put it down. I want everybody to just pray this. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Help me educate my soul. (laughs) Educate my hope. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, guys, get loud for Jesus one more time. Come on.